thankful that all you guys are here. I'm Deb. I'm Deb. I'm the old uh, lady of the bunch. Um, yeah, uh, thank you for coming to CYM tonight. Thank you for coming to our, I can't say it without sounding really lame because I'm not cool like you guys. No, bo, bo show. Okay. All right. <clears throat> anyway, start off calling you real quick. Um, friends. You're my friends. Our pals, our buddies, our amigo, chum, you know, compatriot, kimosabi, comrade, companion, and homeboy, okay? <laughs> nice to have you here. Really nice to have you guys here. Um, yeah, like Amy said, you know what? She's here. She's just giving you a shout-out at the beginning. Honestly, you guys, anytime you guys ever want to come back, you're welcome. The one thing that I have a lot of times with people when they come to CYM, they say, you know, I come, and then I, you know, I can't go for this week, this week, this week. And I said, you know what? You don't ever have to worry about going in and coming out. You come in whenever you can. It's fine. It's no big deal. You know, of course, we'd love to have you be consistent because that's how you really build friendships. But you know what? If you can hit miss and you have to come whenever you can, you're, wef- you're welcome anytime you walk in. So I just want you to know that. We're really glad that you're here. CYM obviously stands for Chosen Youth Ministries. Really happy you guys are here to just maybe learn something about it. We are pretty... Um, Excited about the fact that it is based in Jesus. We don't hide that. We don't pretend. We're not here just to, like, play games and tell you it's only about fun because it's truth. It's about Jesus, and that's what it's about. So um, otherwise, you know, you could just go to school and hang out and do whatever you would anywhere you go. And, and the thing is, we're putting on something that you understand. is going to grow closer. You're going to grow closer to Jesus through it. Um, words for friends, like I said. Opposite words for friends. Enemies, strangers, and foes. That's why we named it No Foe Foe Show, because we're hoping that tonight, after this time, that you no longer consider us enemies, strangers, or foes, but you actually do consider us. When you see us, hey, friend, even if we're not close, you know what? Nice to see you again. Um, The word friend, it's a person that you know well and you're fond of. Pretty simple, really. Not that hard to figure out. Hopefully tonight, whoever asked you is a true friend. Hopefully there's somebody that really did care about you and asked you because they really do Um, have a concern for you, they know you well, and they're fond of you. Um, Good friends, they're hard to come by, though, aren't they? True good friends are hard to come by. Because people don't just get close to other people very much anymore. They kind of keep people at arm's length, don't we? We kind of are just kind of moving at a fast pace and try not to make eye contact, just try to keep moving, you know. Everybody's in a hurry. And, uh, you know, it's changed from a long time ago. I mean, years ago, people would stop and visit other people, like in the grocery stores. They would talk, say hi. You know, you go get gas. Everybody was like small communities. You know, I always laugh at like Little House on the Prairie. I mean, it took them like three days to go like 12 miles to Mankato, you know, on a horse or something. I mean, life was different then because you had this small little community and you knew everybody. I mean, now with travel, you know. People travel all over the place. But people don't get as attached to each other as much as they used to. You know, they don't really become genuine friends like some of the people that we have seen. Like if you watch old TV, if you hang out and you watch CYM Theater, you know, you're going to notice some real genuine friendships that you probably have noticed before, like Norton and Ralph, you know, Eddie and Wally, old Flintstones, you know, Barney and, and uh, you know, uh, Fred, I don't know why I was thinking of the name. You know, Andy Griffith, Barney and Andy. I mean, Lucy and Ethel. I mean, they're pals. You know, you watch some of those different things, and they were always together. You know, those people were genuine friends because they basically did life together. Every little thing that happened in their life, I mean, it don't matter what it is. If they stubbed their toe, their neighbor knew about it. 
You know, this is a problem. But things have changed. They're not that way anymore. <clears throat> you know, I think that the, the busyness of life, the fact that people are so concerned with jobs and, and all these extras in their life and everything that they just don't have the time. They har- have a hard enough time fitting in time with family and, you know, loved ones and, and home. And they don't even have time and energy to really spend in friendships, you know, spending time and, and doing things. It's interesting because I'm actually going to go out to dinner with another couple, friends. This will be the first time, and honestly, I, I can't even remember when. Three years? Two years? <laughs> I don't know if I've ever done that. It's going to be kind of interesting. I don't do that that often. You think about friendships. How many friends do you have? You know, MySpace tells me I have 118. I don't know. I don't know if I believe them, but that's what they say, you know. Um, I checked. Some of you out there have uh, many, many more than I do. Um, 124. It's, it's a little desperate when you're 43. You know, honestly, people don't want to be your friend. They're like, she's creepy, you know. <laughs> but, you know, the thing is, you guys out there, you have more friends. 124. I saw 280, 310. One person had 192 billion. That's Gina. And uh, I, Cameron actually had 190 gazillion. So I don't know how he did that, but he did. Tom from MySpace. I looked at it today. I looked it up. You know how many friends Tom has? 233,102,538 friends. He has to be exhausted keeping up with all those friends, don't you think? He has to be exhausted. How do you do that? How many of you guys out there are Tom's friend? How many of you actually have Tom as your friend? I mean, when you think about how many people don't have him as a friend... I mean, he has a lot more than 233 million. I mean, when you think about that, because I don't have him as a friend. He's not one of my 118. How many of you guys actually, even though you're friend, friends with Tom, how many of you guys have ever talked to Tom? Tom talked back to you. Talked back to you. What did he do? Did he offend you? Kevin got offended by Tom. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. You know, but this idea of friendship has changed. It's not like it used to be, you know, when you, you know, when I was a kid, honestly, it was streetlights. I mean, you had to be in by, like, the streetlights came on, and, you know, the next-door neighbors, they were your friends. There was the people that hung out with you, and, and things are different. They're not like that today. You know, today it's, these friendships are more about, like, MySpace and Facebook and, you know, even YouTube, people that you, like, talk in there and, and you know, emails. That's how people communicate, and... Uh, it's more about that than it is really about truly spending time together. You know, that's kind of diminished what we really call and consider friends. I mean, it really is, because it's kind of really shallow. It's kind of separate, you know. Um, most people, what they do is, is they really don't want to put that much effort into it. So, you know, it's like one of those things. I love email, I'll be honest with you. I hate the phone. I can't stand talking on the phone. So email to me is like the best because it's like I'll say what I need to say and I'm off because I'm not like... A normal woman, I could care less to talk on the phone. Um, but, you know, the thing is, we have all these friends. But if you talk to people for real, most people would say that they honestly can say that they have maybe really good friends could count on one hand, maybe even one or two that they could say is really good friends, somebody that you can trust. You know, I, I think myself, I could say that I probably have two. And uh, one that has been a friend since I was probably like eight years old and met her. And uh, she lives in Alaska. And the other one actually lives like a mile, maybe a mile and a half away from me. And uh, truthfully, I see the one that lives a mile and a half away from me just about as much as I see the one in Alaska. It's really a shame. You know, I think it's interesting because you you wonder why it is. 
that even people we consider friends that we don't spend much time with them. You know, what do you look for in a friend? You know, there's, there's other things that we look for. Each of us are looking for something different, but yet kind of the same. You know, Tom says who he'd like to meet, he wants to meet people who educate, inspire, and entertain me. Kevin, that was the problem. You didn't entertain him. I have a few close friends all my life, but I'd like to make more. That's what he says. Well, work for him. He's got 233 million. But are these people his friends? I don't know. You know, but what happens to real personal contact? I think we kind of miss that. You know, do you think it's gone out of style? I mean, people just don't live like that no more. You know, they, they want these shallow friendships. You know, basically only when I choose to go online, that's when I'll talk. And, you know, that's what it's all about. Like I said, the definition, a person that you know well and are fond of. You know, when I looked at that definition, I was really challenged about my friends even, you know, that I would consider good friends because I've lost touch. I don't know them that well. And uh, the one I probably hear from maybe, you know, once every two, three months maybe, she calls and, and says, you know, through either through the phone call or through mail and just lets me know pictures of her kids. And, you know, this is a person that's been friends forever. I went and visit her. She's been in the service. She's in the Air Force. So I went and visit her in, in Germany. We went, you know, many places that she's been. We keep in touch, but I don't know her that well anymore. And the other one, I don't ever really hear from. I don't hear from her much at all. I am truly fond of both of them, do really love them both, and really care about them. But when I was thinking about my friendship and really how good I am at it, I don't really show them that much that I really do care. I'm sure you have people like that in your life that you consider friends, but you really don't put that much effort into them. You really do care. You really do love them. You're, you're concerned about them, but you don't spend much time with them. Um, I was kind of thinking about friendship. I was thinking, you know, as I looked at my friends, I really think I have a lot more acquaintances, just people you kind of meet, you know, those ones that you just wave at, say hi to, you know, kind of as in church, you know, it's like, oh, praying for you. <laughs> you know, that's kind of thing. And, and those people that do ask me to pray for them and, and uh, you know, do the quick wave. And those people that you run into, you know, I have a couple friends that work at McDonald's. I see every single morning. B, love her. She's got tattoos all over and, She's, she makes me laugh almost every single morning. Love her, but you know what? I'm not friends. I'm not friends with her. And uh, my best friends in life probably right now, the ones I spend the most time with are probably my kids or people in here. These are the people that I spend time with. These are the people I do life with. You know, I, I spend time with. You know when I'm hurt. You know when I've, I'm in a bad mood. I mean, you guys just know it. So it's one of those things that you're friends you know, friendship is a relationship that kind of combines trust, support, communication, loyalty, understanding, empathy, and intimacy. Now, not, that's not in the weird way, you know, that's not in the weird way, but by its definition, which means a close, familiar, usually affectionate, or loving personal relationship with a group or person. So, it's, you know, it's just like, yeah, not in the weird way again. I'm trying to let you know that. You know, but it's, it's, it's this communication that you spend. You know, communication in itself doesn't work unless there's one person talking, one person listening, the other person talks back. That's when communication takes place. Me right now just talking, we're not communicating. You're listening, but until I say, Kevin, how you doing? Now we're communicating. That's what it's about, you know? That's what communication is. It's a give and take, and that's what friendship's all about. It's a give and take. You have to talk like that. You have somebody you like, the boyfriend-girlfriend thing, I'm going to tell you. You know what? You don't spend time talking. You don't say, hi, how you doing? I'm fine. You know what? You don't have a connection. You're not going to feel like you're close, are you? You just don't. You don't feel close. You know, but most of us are looking for friendship. Most of us want to have friends. 
I mean, I think very few people, except for like Ted Kaczynski, who turned out to be the Unabomber, um, most people want to be friends. You know, he was somebody that was just an interesting character. You know, he was really, really smart. Went to Harvard at 16, graduated, went to all this other college, became a math teacher and all this different stuff, and then basically just dropped off the face of the earth, you know. Couldn't stand anything, couldn't stand his family. Told his family that if they needed to mail him something, the only way they were going to answer if they put this red line underneath the stamp, you know, then he would, like, answer him. Moved out to Montana in the middle of nowhere. And uh, his dad even died. They put the red line underneath of it, and he sent back a letter and said, you know what, it's not important, don't bug me. That's what he said. Somebody that just really fell off the face of the earth, and he became a Unabomber, and basically that's because he bombed universities and airlines. That's what it stands for. You know, somebody that was just completely disinterested in friendships. But most of us, I could say, we're not that bad. God, I hope we don't have any bombers here. I did hide a knife earlier, just in case anybody's <laughs> sketchy. Didn't know. <laughs> Didn't know for sure. <laughs> he does never know. <laughs> you know, but a good friend, a person that we really feel close to, a good friend, they're comfortable with each other, aren't you? I mean, you feel like you can be yourself, you know? It's, it's kind of like one of those things, you know how you go on a vacation, you're gone, you're gone for a long time, and you're in and out all these different places, and when you're on your way home and you're just like, man, it's just going to be so nice to just get home, just to relax, just to be back to normal and, and have things like your own bed and the things like that. You know, you feel like you can come home and just relax. That's what a true friend is. You feel like you can relax around them. You can be yourself. You know what, you can, you can just show who you truly really are. And I think that in this crazy, busy world, we all are looking for that. We want people that we can feel comfortable with and we can be at home with. You know, when I ask you what your, who your best friend is, I'm sure the name of a person or someone right off the bat comes to your mind, who your best friend is. You know, what is it about them that makes them your best friend? What is it about? You know, can you guys throw me out some different things there? What is it that makes your best friend mean something to you? what? Catherine? Yeah, they listen and they give good ideas. Adam? Yeah, you know what, there's just knowing that someone's always there beside you, it makes a difference. Rachel? Honesty, big one. You got to have people that are honest. Savannah? Yes. Yeah, just friendship. Yeah, it's genuine. It's not just, you know, they really sense that, that you need something. That's awesome. Right, exactly. You need to have someone that's trustworthy. That's so important. You know, that's definitely on my list. You know, I had loyalty. Loyalty is a big one. Man, no one wants to have a friend that's going to backstab them. That, that's just horrible. And, you know, the truth is most of the people you have to watch because if they're sitting there, you're talking to a friend and they're talking bad about everybody else, it'll be a short matter of time when they're mad at you, they'll be talking about you. Be careful. Trust, I have Don always there for you. They help you. They're honest. They talk and listen to you. They accept you for who you are, just the person that you are. You don't have to pretend. You know, no one likes it when you have to act. I mean, it's just fake. I mean, it's, it's just not real friendship. When they care about you and if you have fun together. I mean, don't you think the most people that you have that are good friends, you just enjoy their company. I mean, you're with them and you laugh and you're having a great time. That's what's great about it, you know? But the problem with friendships is there can be one big problem, and it's communication. If you're not communicating, like I said, it doesn't work. Um, my friends, you know, if we were speaking together on a more pr regular basis and spent time together more, I think both of us 
would feel more comfortable with each other. And out of that, you know, we would be there probably there for each other more. And, and we'd be, feel like things are safe and we can be honest with each other. And I think what happens with friendships, and you're going to find out, I mean, if you're close in, in high school, Emily, not too long ago, was talking about she's leaving school and she's like, it's sad. And she goes, I'm going to miss these people. And I said, I'm not going to lie to you. It's the truth. You're not going to see these people again. Not like you did. You won't. And as much as it's, you know, people love to tell, oh, you're going to see your friends. You won't. You just don't. You don't see them in the way that you used to. You don't spend that time with them as much. And as often, it really does make a difference. But, you know, the thing is, when you spend time together, you feel more comfortable. And uh, I think what happens with my friendships right now is we've just kind of grown in different ways, you know, whereas um, both of my friends aren't at all involved in, in following after Jesus. They don't care about it. It's not something that they're really that gung-ho about. And, uh, you know, it basically is everything that I am. Who I am has to do with Jesus. So that makes it kind of difficult. But, you know, friendships are made or broken by our relationship with Jesus. You're going to find that in your friendships. If you've already started to serve after, you know, serve God or you're doing something or you have a faith, when you mention a lot of times it causes a lot of division. Um, they break relationships, but they also make them. There's people in this room I would not be friends with if it's not for the fact of Jesus. I mean, chances are I would never be friends with Nicole. I would never be friends with Sal, you know, Ryan, all these different people. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know them. I wouldn't have anything in common with them. But that's the one thing that we have in common, and it makes a friendship. There's people that you don't normally would hang out with, but because of the fact that you've got that big thing in common, you tend to find a way to connect, you know. Um, Ethan, you know, <laughs> he used to, he's, he'll be back before long. Um, Ethan's even a person, you know, he's, he's, you know, big time different from Cameron. Cameron's definitely more so like uh, more sporty kind of thing, and you know, Ethan's more emo kind of whole thing, you know. <laughs> Don't tell him. He won't ever listen to this, so that's okay. But, you know, the thing is, there's two people that would never normally connect but do because they have something big in common, and it's Jesus. You know, it's basically a draw because you find something in common because you both love him. Um, friends, they're going to let you down. It's a matter of time. I mean, even somebody who is your best friend, sometimes they would let you down. I mean, it's just one of those things that happen. They aren't there for you when you, they, you need them. Um, a lot of times... Um, the guy and the girl thing gets in the way, <laughs> big time, when you get in high school. My best friend, um, we were never dating anybody at the same time. So it was always weird. It's like when she wasn't dating somebody, I was, and it was always weird. I started dating him way too early, so we were always together. That really broke up our friendship. You know, we weren't there for each other. And, and over time, it was amazing. We still stayed friends where I was in her wedding, she was in mine, and all this different stuff. But we weren't close like we were. But uh, friends are, are going to let you down. You know, they're a great support, but they can also be very fickle, self-absorbed creatures. <laughs> All people can be. Um, the thing is, though, you can't close yourself off. If someone's hurt you, and you know what? People always do this. I've done it. Someone's not treated you right as a friend, and you're right off the bat, you're like, I'm never going to get close to somebody again. I'm never going to be friends. I'm never going to do this. And it's like, you know what? It doesn't work because life is all about being vulnerable with people. And really just showing yourself to be open for friendships and, and really almost giving someone a chance to hurt you the next time. That's what life is about. I mean, it, it's much as it's tough, you know, what's the, the opposite of what can happen? You're going to turn into a Unabomber if you don't. I mean, you're going to be a Ted Kaczynski. If you shut off yourself from the world, you know, you're just going to be 
a mess. So you have to let yourself be open to friendships. You know, um, depending on your friends, like I say, some are going to stay, some are going to go. Some people you're going to connect with and you're going to always fall back in the same pattern of friendships. Even though I don't spend much time with these people, my one friend that's living in Alaska, she'll come back and it's like amazing because we'll start talking and we can usually fall back into the same little thing after a while. You know, it just takes that little bit of time and communication and things fall back into place. And uh, I think it happens because both of us feel it's worth it. You know, even though we don't have everything in common, we feel like friendship is worth it here. Um, the best friend that a person can ever have, I, you know, it sounds so pat and simple, but it's the truth. I'm going to tell you there's no better friend than Jesus. There really isn't. I mean, it is the, the closest friendship you'll ever have the best friendship because people are fickle they'll change and they'll leave you they won't listen to you when you need them the one thing is it took me a long time to figure it out but he doesn't live leave us he's there with us all the time and uh you know just like your friendships if you're not communicating with him if you're not speaking to him if you're not spending time with him you're going to feel less comfortable around him and you're going to draw away from it so in your faith it's important to seek after that and stay close so uh, the thing is, one of the things Jesus said is, is that I no longer call you servants, I call you friends. You know, he, he wanted to be that close. That's what it was all about. It was to be that close that honestly, as I talked to um, my friends, I was talking to somebody last night during prayer, and I told them, I said, you know what, I don't do these big lofty prayers like, oh, you know, all these different things. I, t I talk to Jesus like every day like he's right here. And I'm like, if I'm mad, I'm like, man, I'm mad. I'm ticked. You're going to have to help me here. That's how I talk. <laughs> I don't do these major over, you know, deep prayers and, and make it look all flowery because I don't think that's necessary. I think Jesus wants to just be our friend, and that's in honest communication. I think we make it so difficult and so complicated, and I don't think he wants that at all. I think he wants just simplicity and just give and take in real friendship. So I'm going to pray for you, and uh, we are going to have Cameron come up in just a little bit, and uh, then we're going to probably... Uh, eat and enjoy food. So let me pray for you real quick. Lord, I just thank you for each person that's come here tonight. I just thank you, Father, that they um, just were able to come tonight and just hang out, and uh, hopefully we can speak and, and uh, just talk a little bit. I just pray that you would just bless each person here, bless their families, Lord, keep them safe. I just thank you, Father, for everything you have in store for their lives, and we just praise you for everything. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for coming, guys. <laughs>